Hello, hello, hello. Test how you sound. I feel good. Yeah. Madison, thanks for helping me put my headphones on. No problem. I'm down to one arm. (sighs) That's okay. Also, we can't ramble too much in this cold open because editing the podcast is going to be a little (gasps) challenging. You're right. Okay. So the less that we have to cut and paste, the better. Short and sweet. We got to be good. (laughs) At least right now. We can't ramble too much. You want to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. This is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today on episode 81, we're talking about shifting gears. Yeah, or maybe. Yeah. We're <laughs> so we're jumping right back in after, how long of a hiatus have we been on? Like? Well, we just took a week. We took two weeks off. Yes. We, were, we had, what, two weeks on, and then we didn't mean to take an extra week break, but it was forced upon us because of my shoulder surgery. Which, how are you feeling right now? Mm, okay. <laughs> Just okay? I had a rough night. Ooh. Yeah. I had my follow-up appointment with my ortho yesterday, and so they, like, took my arm out of my sling and moved it around a lot, and I got my stitches taken out. And uh, so I think just them moving it made it. Now, I do aggravated. have to ask. Your hands are perfectly manicured, <laughs> despite the fact... They really pop off the sling, don't they? They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that you've had sh- shoulder surgery. So I what's paint, up with that? Well, I can paint my right hand with my left hand. Yeah. I cannot paint my left hand with my right hand. So Muli painted <gasps> Oh, you nails. had assistance. But they are looking rough because it's also the only hand I'm using. Yeah. So that but one looks great. Your right hand because it's just hanging yeah. out there. Just for those of you who are listening, I'm wearing like the kind of sling with the pillow in between my arm and my body. And then it has inside the sling this like foam rectangle thing that goes in my palm that I can... You can like grip. Grip. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm holding on to that so my nails are on display. It just kills me. I thought for sure that you would not have any nail polish on. Um, so I couldn't have any on for the surgery. Okay. And then I think to the second day, the like I had my surgery and then there was the first full day and I jo- I would like told Muli, I really want her to paint my nails, but she didn't take me seriously. And the second day I said, I am not kidding. I want to paint my nails today. <laughs> but we just painted my left hand that first time because I did not want anyone coming anywhere near my Right oh. arm. And he's sort of jostling. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but now. So that really hasn't changed, but your nails, that is. Oh, but right. your workflow has changed since we're talking about shifting gears and yeah. whatnot. What, tell me about how that's been in, while in recovery and still trying to work. I haven't been trying to work very much. Um, I actually here, it, this doesn't, hang on. I'm, I have to shift around. I have, y'all, it's like, uh, goes around my waist. Hang on. This is not getting edited out. Okay. (laughs) And the microphone is on the opposite side from where I usually put it. That's true. Um, so actually I am more afraid of falling into like getting lazy and having everyone, I'm going to have a lot of help right now. And, then I'm more afraid of when it's time to come back to work, like that I won't be able to do it. I think a lot of people feel that way when Mm -hmm. they're in uh, a a pattern, uh, like say we've been, you know, 
over the summer, we've been having the kids at home. We've been doing things one way, and then it's time to shift gears again. Mm-hmm. And you can, and sometimes you may think, oh, no, am I going to be able to slip back into my old routine or try to get into a new one? You know, I hadn't thought about it when we decided this is what we were going to talk about. We're also talking about this because I cannot write any notes down. No. <laughs> I was going to do it on my phone, but that seems like a lot of work. So we are flying by the seat of our pants here. Anyway, so I hadn't thought about this yet when we decided to talk about shifting gears. The hardest thing I do every day is get out of bed. It is so hard for me to get out of bed. And the second hardest thing I do every day is go back to bed. Oh, because you've been crazy because you've been. It's like, what is it? Newton's law of something or other where it's like an object object in motion motion. stays in motion. And so I think that shifting gears is a hard thing for us to do in all aspects. So even daily, it's hard for me to shift from being asleep to being awake Mm -hmm. or from being up to then going to bed. Yeah. I think that's why I stay at work too long sometimes too. Because you just want to keep going, right? It's easier to just stay where you are. Especially when you don't have outside forces, right? Right. So for me, I always feel that tug of like, oh, I need to get home and, you know, cook dinner and have things ready because I live with another person Mm -hmm. and some animals who definitely need attention. Well, my animals usually with me here. Exactly. So, um, yeah, sometimes those outside forces can like pull us out of our typical patterns, Yeah, which your surgery definitely pulled you out of yours. I haven't known what day it was since I had my surgery, really. Like I had my surgery on a Tuesday, but even like two days later, I'd be saying, wait, what day is it? We spent, so Muli came and I spent the first few days in Searcy and then we went to, I went home to Dallas so we won't, I don't want to talk about my surgery the whole time, but the long story short is that it was a lot more complicated than my doctor thought that it was going to be, which means my recovery is going to be drawn out more than they had prepared me for. So originally I was supposed to start PT one week after physical therapy, one week after surgery. But then now they've said I can't do PT until four weeks after surgery. So since I didn't have my PT appointments, I went home with Muli so that my parents could tag team taking care of me. It's mm-hmm. quite, it's a lot of work. Um, and I still couldn't do anything for myself. I like, couldn't take a shower by myself. I couldn't do, I was going to, the, I've always been able to go to the bathroom by myself, but Muli would just stand there uh. just in case I needed help or like <laughs> fell over. Um, anyway, so I was with my parents for a week and then now my dad brought me back and he is with me here. He did my hair the other day for when we had um, church at McDo. Oh my goodness. He just, I like pulled it back with my hands and then he put the clip put in. Put the little clip in. I'm so it. proud. So, um, so yeah. there's been a lot of like jostling around mm-hmm. of where I am or what, day and you know, pain medicine and sleeping and trying to work. Like I would try, I would text you every day to see what you needed, mm-hmm. but then I would go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to like, give you too much of anything because most of what I'm at this point, I'm fairly self-sufficient. And this is a slow time for make do. Yes. We're in a a slow shift. We've shifted down to slow rather than ramping up like before the summer or whatever. So anyway, I feel all like jumbled up when it comes to work. So what is it like not being able to do very much? You can't, you can't really focus on work because you're on pain medication. Mm-hmm. You've got, you're also, having all like, of... I can't type. Like, mm-hmm. I can't type or write or anything. It's my right arm. It's, like, totally bound up in a sling. Yeah. So, 
and you you have to rely on other people mm-hmm. to help help you get food and and have your needs taken care of. What does that feel like in comparison to your typical independent self? Mm-hmm. I mean, you take care of yourself all the time. You're us- I mean, you love your work. Make mm-hmm. do is your baby. What is it like kind of being separated from all that? Um, I think it's really nice to be taken care of, you know? Um, so someone, well, Katie brought me dinner last night and she's bringing me dinner like a couple more times on my meal train that I create. (laughs) And she said, let me know seriously if there's anything that you want. Like I want to bring you what you want. And I said, are you kidding? I've never eaten this good. Like since I'm on my own, I'm cause I don't like to cook. So I eat frozen pizza, frosted flakes or like an easy stir fry, Yeah, yeah, you know? So, um, that part is nice. I think it's harder to ask for help when you don't have, and we're not talking about asking for help today, but, um, I have like an obvious, obviously I need help. Yes. And I have people offering me all like, Anything you need, just let me know and we'll help you. And yeah. so um, I think it's different when your need is not on the outside of your body or like physical. I mean, my sling is very obvious. So it's that it's kind of making it easy. Does I, that I re- make sense? Yes. I really like what you said about being in, like enjoying being taken care of. Um, you're kind of leaning into this change that you've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sometimes what can make change really difficult is that we're not really leaning into it. We're still trying to hold on to the familiar or the pattern that we've been, you know, that has quote worked for us in the past um, instead of leaning into the change and trying to see the good in it. Well, because change in some ways, it it throws us back to being a beginner, right? Mm -hmm. So, that requires asking for more help, even if it's not, hey, could you unscrew this jar for me? It is like at least asking for directions or asking, you know, you're going to a new school and you don't know anything. So you have to rely on people a lot more to just give you the information that you need in your new season of life. Oh, yeah. I think about when I started at Make Do Here, I felt like I asked you 50 million questions Mm -hmm. when I was first here. Because now I d- you barely need me. <laughs> I still need you, but in the sense of but I enjoy having you around, but not to do my work. But that's just the nature of having a new job. I was telling one of my friends who just recently um, got a new job. I s- they're like, oh, it just feels so weird and awkward. I said, it takes at least six months to really feel like you've gotten into the groove of a new job. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, one of my sisters is a teacher and they've just started back. And she said she's been telling people she's not in teaching shape because you being around people or being in a new situation is taxing on you. I've been sleeping a ton and I don't feel sleep deprived, but I just feel like I could go to sleep at any time. And it's because my body is, you know, work like on overdrive yeah, to, trying heal to heal itself. Yeah. And I think that being in new situations, we go into a sense of overdrive too, of trying to figure out your surroundings and suss out like where you belong and all of that. So yeah, being tired well, it is a byproduct of change. Oh, sure. Being tired. Um, it takes a lot more resources 
when you change, like think about like back to school shopping or when you get a new job, there's all sorts of, when you start a new hobby. Oh my word. All of this stuff. I've been recently, uh, gotten into, well, I'm doing research on 3d printing, Oh, which I think would be very cool. Cause I mean, who wouldn't love basically having an idea and then being able to print it in Are plastic? Are you thinking for like a 3D printing class at Make Do? Well, I was thinking more for like my cosplay, cosplay. but there could be a 3D printing class. Um, and so we were looking up like how much it costs, but like it, it's not just the cost. It's also like thinking about the materials and mm-hmm. even like the hazard to your health. There's uh, one 3D printer that uses resin. It makes a very beautiful, very beautiful objects, but it off-gasses formaldehyde. So you have to have like a place to put it. And like, it's it's all this new stuff that you have to consider. And so it takes way more resources when you're like starting something up. You may Mm -hmm. think, oh, yeah, I would love to try that. And then you find out you have to have a shed out in the back to be able to put it. Right. Yeah. So change comes with um, both seen and unforeseen costs absolutely yeah and that can be you could like be really indignant about that and be like well I didn't expect to have to do that this is stupid which is what I can fall into Mm -hmm. at times instead of leaning into the change and being like well that was unexpected but this is what I need to do in order to get this done or to pursue this sometimes I think that I tend to almost swing the other way because I'm so regimented with my budget Mm -hmm. and stuff that then when I have something like moving into a house or having surgery you go well this is already going to cost me all of my out of pocket Mm -hmm. insurance I might as well (laughs) buy all of these new pants on Amazon (laughs) that I need for after my surgery yes (laughs) like I kind of tend to swing the other way uh recently my in my shifting gears in my life I've been trying to weight train a little bit Mm. more and I've been seeing some results, not on my body, but in the amount of weight that I'm able to oh, lift. Yeah. But I've really had to th- change how I think about the way that I eat because I'm not just eating to feed myself anymore, like to continue going. I'm feeding myself in order so that I can train. Yeah. So the way that I think about food has like shifted and what I'm willing to spend on food and what kind of food am I getting? What kinds of nutrients am I focusing on? And I kind of had to let go of the trying to eat as cheaply as possible and think more of, all right, I'm trying to build my body and this is going to be part of the investment. You trying to bulk up, Madison? Well, look, you're not going to gain muscle if you don't have more protein. Protein. So I'm needing to up my protein Uh so I can like, you know, have a little bit more upper body strength. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a goal that by... I'm going to a friend's party. There's going to be like, we're doing aerial silks. Oh, that requires a lot of upper body strength. Uh And I thought I don't need to be good at it. I need just to be able to participate. Right. So my, my goal has been to lift more weights and to eat more protein so that I can feed that. And I've been seeing some results. There you go. My upper body is atrophy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're, you're, yeah, you're in a different spot. For sure. I'm in a different gear than you. You're basically healing from like a a stab wound. (laughs) But hopefully, like after the surgery, you'll be able to, after you've been healed and you've Mm -hmm. done the PT, you'll be able to go back to normal life, correct? There's not going to be really any limitations? Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes 
you have to take the time to like rest, recuperate, do things slow so that later on you can have that full range of motion, Mm -hmm. do all the things that you wanted to do back. And really it should be like improved from what I have been able to do. Really? Uh That's kind of unheard of with surgery that you No, well it's healing, but it is like stabilizing my shoulder where it wasn't stabilized before. Um, Like I was recently, I've been, well, recently, like in the last five years or so, I've been very cautious on what kind of weight training I do or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like, cause I knew stuff would push me over the edge. So this should help make, you know, solve all of those problems. So Mm -hmm. really I should be able to do more than I was doing before. That's wonderful. Yeah. <sighs> well, in the, in talking about shifting gears, I had a conversation with my dad last night. And um, recently, one of his friends has passed away. Mm. And this will, be, this will be the third loss that he's experienced in probably the span of two or three months. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it's been... That also is a different season. It's a, it's a change in your friend group, your family, and stepping into a new part of life. Um, and that can be really hard to deal with because you don't, because that person is no longer on this plane of existence. And it's yeah. hard to kind of ease yourself into that change or even, quote, lean into it. Um, so it requires a lot of that asking for help, um, asking for support, all of that. And that is like the help and support that's not on the outside of you. Like, oh, like, no. So like, you know, yeah. And I would think a it's a shift in how you view your mortality, too, mm-hmm. when it's people who are your age or your, you know, it's not just an old, like your grandparents sure. or someone old. Or um, someone that maybe from when you were young, you viewed as older. Right, right. You know, parents, friends, where it just, it really does, yeah, cause you to think differently about your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And maybe you do make some changes based on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's sad. It is really sad. I feel so, Dad, if you're listening, I love you. And um, I want to be part of that support for you. And so if there are, there might be other people who are listening who are going through not just changes, but also loss, Mm -hmm. because that is a really big change. Um, I think an excellent takeaway from this would be to kind of learn from Joe and know when to ask for help. Um, Even when it doesn't seem like, like if, even if your hurt is not on the outside, even if your arm's not in a sling. I, what makes it different from other change? Well, I don't know. Let's think about this as I talk (laughs) about it. Sometimes I think when we're shifting gears or, uh, like, in the process of change, it seems like there's a beginning to the change and an end of the change, mm-hmm. right? So there's – you're moving house, and then you're settled. It's or, like that becomes your new normal. Right. I think with things like recovery, whether that is from surgery or from addiction or, you know, so recovery and grief, those – that – move through change is not linear. Yes. I can see that even in this is superficial when well, not superficial. It's different than talking about grief, but I have days where I'm like <laughs> I'm totally fine. I was in more pain before my surgery. Mm-hmm. Also, 
I was taking some pretty strong pain medicine. <laughs> so of course I was feeling better. Yeah. But then like last night was a really, I had a, maybe my roughest night I've had so far and it kind of hit me out of nowhere. Like I've actually been able to sleep pretty well. Where is this coming from? You know? So mm-hmm. even as you're going through change, it's not consistent. Oh yeah. The change is always changing too. Uh, Richard is so kind to me. He always reminds me while we're weight training that there are going to be some days that you can lift more weights Mm. and some days that you will have to lift less just because of the day that it is. Your body. you ate the day before. All of that. Hormones, everything. So, yeah, sometimes you can think you're really good at your job and then there's days where you feel like a total failure. Mm -hmm. So if you're in that, if you're in the process of doing something new, I don't think change is really... Typically, it's not really linear unless it's it's really hard to qualify it that way. Right. Like over time, like generally, yes, it does become linear, but there's going to be like two steps forward, one step back every once in a while. Or like walking around in circles. Yeah. So that means we just can't get discouraged mm-hmm. when we take that step back and like, oh, well, I must be backsliding all the way. No, no. You've just taken a step back that's part of change and you just have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. It can be a struggle to keep, especially after that failure to like keep going on. Well, so I know we haven't technically started talking about tips yet, but since I don't have anything written down, I will just say yeah. this. I think it's helpful as you are moving through a time of change to have someone who has gone through that process already. Ooh, yeah. And we've talked, we talk about this in learning a new creative skill or whatever like any new endeavor it's helpful to have someone who knows what they're doing um but my sister had the same shoulder surgery several years ago um so before my surgery she was able to kind of help prepare me for what it was going to be like um and with Richard helping you Mm -hmm. you know like lifting weights or someone who has experienced grief I think is your best um, resource compared to your other friends who aren't experiencing the same yeah. thing as you. So that would be my tip. Yeah. Find someone else who's gone through something mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised at how, like you may be thinking, Oh, someone, I, no one will understand what it's like to be at this new job. Uh-huh. Like th- my position at make do did not exist. Right. <laughs> so I had to figure that out. But A lot of the same general principles apply when it comes Mm -hmm. to figuring out a new job, figuring out what you're responsible for, what you're not, you know, how do you handle mistakes when they come along? All of that tends to be pretty universal. So just having someone who's walked that path before is definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. And I would say having a friend to vent to is also really nice, even if they haven't walked this path before. Right. So maybe that's two separate people or relationships Mm -hmm. or something yeah have you been commiserating with anyone about your shoulder no I think I'm about to get to the point where I'm real annoyed (laughs) you're gonna be grumpy Joe yeah my pain medicine is almost gone and I think because I can't start physical therapy for two more weeks well by the time this comes out it'll be one more week but I think by then I'll be feeling Board. I have to have this whole pillow thing for six weeks total. Oh. So I have four more weeks of that. And then I don't know if I'll graduate to no sling at all or have to have just a sling without the pillow. Mm. I don't know. 
Well, sometimes when we're going through change, we don't know when it's going to end. Most of the time. (laughs) Right. Unless you're talking about the kind of change that we're in now. It's summer. Now it's the first day of school. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. You know, like like some change like that. But we also do that every year that you go to school. Yeah. You go through that process. So, um, yeah. Man, when I think about school, I think back to that first day, like those first days of school and being so nervous about where I was going to go. I still have like finding my way to different classes. Okay. Did you not go do it before? Uh, I think like when I was a freshman in high school, I did that. Uh-huh. And I did it once when I was in college. But even still, I will have dreams of I'm trying to find the room that my college class is in and yeah. I can't find it. I have those dreams still. And it's always where I didn't realize I was even signed up for this class because mm-hmm. I'm graduated. Yeah. Yeah, I have those too. I loved the beginning of school. Why is that? Um, I, I think just because it was all, because I liked school. And then it was all new school supplies, which are like one of my favorite things. <laughs> my Lisa Frank Trepper Keeper uh, still had the plastic on it. It hadn't like fallen apart yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just liked the newness of it. Now, I didn't like once, you know, once you, in elementary school, you kind of have the same people in your class all the time. So you already have friends there. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to see people again versus when you maybe change schools. Mm-hmm. And it's all new people. I would not have liked that. Mm. But just going back to, it was a little bit familiar, yeah. right? And then anytime we went to a new school, I think there was always some sort of open house or something for students. Because we would get our locker ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling so nervous in junior high trying to, like, memorize my locker combination and get my locker open. And yeah, we would, you know, figure out where all of our classes were. But I think we did all of that before school started. You know, I was telling, talking to another friend who went to school in the DFW area. And well, she, I didn't go to school in the DFW area. but Well, she was talking about, oh, yeah, I I had my, my locker was on the second floor. I said, yeah, I had a locker, but no one ever used their locker because my school was so big. Oh, yeah. And we didn't have textbooks to carry around. We just carried around our backpacks the whole time. There was no need for us to. But like, you didn't have textbooks? They were in the rooms. So, so you didn't take your textbooks home nope, with you? No. Okay. If we had to, then we would check them out from like the teacher or something like that. So I never really had that high school experience of like going to my locker and whatever. Well, in a big school, my junior high was two stories. So I would, and my locker was on the bottom. So I would like double up. Mm. If, you know, I would go to my locker and get my books for the next two classes or something. Yeah. But it's st- it wasn't big like a high school because it was still just two grades. Mm-hmm. I fell down the stairs in junior high. Oh. I know. I, um, it was like two flights of stairs. And so, and you know, you, everyone's trying to go up and down, right? Yeah. In between classes. Same time. And so everyone should stay on your side. Sure. But it's like driving. Kid, right. This kid was like running up. Mm-hmm. My tripped over him and I somehow stumbled down a few stairs and then fell like the last four, like kind of dove and oh. I was carrying some of my books and they slid into the boys bathroom that was at the oh like, man oh, I know Ugh. so embarrassing yeah well and that's the thing is like I'm sure it hurt but what hurts oh worse I don't is like even remember that it the hurt the embarrassment right. I just remember thinking did that just happen 
school. I th- it's nice that schools do open houses where you can kind of do like a dry run or uh-huh. a dress rehearsal. But sometimes the change in our life doesn't come with that. And it's like thrust upon you. Can you actually, outside of school, does it come with dry runs? I don't know. I mean, I've talked about, um, or I've, I've talked to people who have said that they've like, you know, they may babysit a friend's kid for a little bit to see oh, if they're okay. like, oh, I want to see like, if I have okay. kids. Or like, well, that's like <laughs> a really diluted dry run. Sure. But like, you know, if you don't like it for two hours, you're not going to like it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can, yeah, see if you can get like a dry run of like when you're trying, when you're shifting okay, into something Okay, well, new. I did before my, the few days before my surgery because I only had less than a week notice that mm-hmm. I was having it. Um, but I started practicing doing things with my left hand. You did? Uh-huh. Oh. Like I would brush my teeth with my left hand. Mooly, close your ears. I would wipe with my left <laughs> hand um, just so that I could practice doing it when I wasn't out of it or hurting. Well, that could be good. So if you happen to know that change is coming, mm-hmm. it's a good idea to try and see if you can get like a little dry run or talk to someone who's done it before and say, hey, what were the things that you needed to do during that? Okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I think there's other things that we do when we know change is coming to protect ourselves. Like Ooh. if you know that you're moving, then you'll start to back away from relationships. Oh, that, you know, yes. like your key relationships that you're going to have to say goodbye. I, I tend to just slowly. She's back making out this of sort of like jellyfish <laughs> movement with her hand yeah. of like backing away or like swimming I just think away. I can only use one hand to talk, yeah. even though I still am yeah, moving you're over my over. other hand. But it's kind of makes me feel like I can't get my thoughts out as good. Um, but yeah, so that, things that we do to protect ourselves. Yeah, but is that always a good thing? I don't think it's effort. No, <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing. Well, okay. Is it a healthy thing? Maybe not. Yeah. Is it a good thing that it eases the pain? Maybe so. <laughs> well, do you see what I'm saying? Does it have benefit? Yes. Are those benefits healthy? Maybe not. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the distinction I'm trying to make. I guess I could kind of see that. See, I I was preparing for change when I thought I was moving to Chattanooga. Like when we, I didn't think I was staying here in Searcy. Right. And so I did that. And I really messed myself over because I missed out on some depth of yeah. relationships not knowing that I was going to be here. But see, you were, that wasn't an imminent change. It was a change you were anticipating. Yes. So it, it wasn't something that was like settled. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But typically when changes are settles, especially when you're moving somewhere, like what? You've got a few few weeks, a few months. Maybe yeah. you know you're leaving in a year. Um, I mean, that was the idea is that I was going, well, before it was Chattanooga, it was Japan. And I, I mean, we were, we knew that we were going. So I still like backed away from a lot of these yeah. different relationships and then it fell through see you just did the backed away oh no i did it on purpose because oh. you know that's what you're doing <laughs> you're doing it because it was natural because no. it's how you obviously back away <laughs> it's a very like awkward backing away I and mean, it's slow and you try to be like very uh discreet about it oh yeah i think it protects you but i don't think it protects the other people because no. they get sad right. that you have like started backing away right. and that can be really tough. So that can be something else to consider. When you see someone else going through a lot of changes and they are 
backing away to protect themselves, it, it might be a good idea to reach out and see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, to what extent to well, not be, you know, to still respect them. For sure. But I think it's, I think it would still be respectful to give them a phone call or a text message yeah. to be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. How's it going? Yeah. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to go overboard. Right. Or take it personally and realize that it's more the situation or the circumstance that they're in than you. Change can be, ha can have a lot of fear and uncertainty in it. Mm -hmm. And people can start to bring up a lot of like defensive mechanisms. Like maybe they start to become irritable. Yeah. Um, or they get rather depressed and that's something to look out for. Um, in your relationships when you know someone else is going through a big change is like giving them space to, you know, let that happen. Um, and understand that they're trying to work through this, what may be a new normal. Right. I'm losing steam. <laughs> How are you feeling? Like I need to get up. How long have we been going? 30 minutes. Okay. This might just have to be a short episode absolutely episode is that that's right that's what we call yeah them. yeah <laughs> yes indeed joe that is what yes. we call them and that's okay this is part of shifting gears uh -huh. you're in a time of recovery sometimes you need to know what you can what you can do and what my your limits brain, are it's hard it's like i can feel my brain not being able to listen to what you're saying anymore <laughs> like getting a little foggy <laughs> well how about we transition and talk about like getting to our sweet and sours yeah. new things that we're I think learning i can still have conversation with you i think i can't have like um i was talking to my dad about this actually because when we have conversation on the podcast we try to keep it um succinct in a way like a good flow of conversation and of thought yeah and that's not always how um just natural living room conversation goes like you jump all over the place and there doesn't have to be a point but yes. we try to give the podcast a point <laughs> i think i'm at the end of the times when i can when you can make a, a point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like build on your point sure i understand so, so you go first what is okay. your, do you you always decide different do you want to do sweet or sour first uh I'll I'll do my sweet first. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna dye my hair soon. <gasps> I'm so excited about that. Um, A color that you want to share? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've really been thinking like I want a more like fall vibe to Ooh, the bottoms yeah. of my hair. So and I've considered. So basically, I'm gonna dye it like red and purple at the bottom. Okay. I think that'll be like fun. a like a. Cool red, like an orangey red. No, I'm thinking like it's gonna be like a. I'm hoping it's gonna end up more like maroon. Gotcha. Is what I'm aiming for, so that it like tones more well on this with the, side purple. Of the purple. Yeah, yeah. So that'll go well together. Plus, it'll be a nice little dry run to see dry run. You know, once my all my bleached hair grows out, I'd like to cut it off and then dye my whole head like a more natural red color. Yeah. And so this will be kind of cool to see how that works against my skin. Uh -huh. And then if I hate it, I'll just chop it off. Right. So I'm very excited about that. Went and bought it yesterday. I'm excited about my hair smelling like grape candy. Arctic Fox is great. We're not sponsored, but um, it makes your hair smell like grape candy. No one that we want to sponsor us sponsors us. <laughs> Sonic, we still be waiting on you. Olive in June. <laughs> yeah, Olive in June. Bro. Um, so what's your sweet? My sweet. 
Uh, I mean, I just have had a lot of help. Like, I think my suite is realizing the number of people that care about me. And especially because I'm not in the traditional places that you would get that support. So like I haven't been involved in a local church. Um, I don't, it's just me and you here at work. So it's not like I have a big, a lot of coworkers that would help me. Um, I don't have family that lives in my home with me. So Mm -hmm. um, I think just seeing the, how many people, a lot of them through make do um, care about me. Yes. It's just been sweet. Soak in that love. Yeah. Especially because I'm totally fine to be independent and to be by myself and not talk to anyone. And so sometimes I think no one wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been nice. Yeah. Sometimes you got to remind yourself to enjoy those. Yeah. Those we had one of our make do dads sent me a text today to see if I needed someone to come mow my grass. Like just, and I hadn't put that out there, reached, you know, said anything about that. So they were, he was just thinking, hell, that might be something she needs yeah. done. And now I'm not going to be able to drive till I get rid of this. Yeah. So that's like four weeks and I will have to be in PT. Like right now I've had family with me always to chauffeur me around. But some of you local people that have been offering <laughs> help are going to be getting calls. There you go. To drive me to PT. <laughs> if the If the weather was cooler, I could walk. A lot really? of, not to PT, yeah. but like I could walk to make do. Sure, but it's hot. Yeah, it's still hot. But you live on the way, so. I do. I will count on Madison to be my chauffeur work to and ride. from work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, sour. Yes, my sour. Cred, I just had it, but I was so wrapped up in like you soaking <laughs> up the love and having yeah. so many people come uh, come to your help. That was so nice. Yeah. Um, you didn't write it down. No. I mean, oh. we just hopped right on in. That's right. We, we were just ready to, like, hang out and do that. Um, <laughs> oh, I had probably one of the worst migraines I've ever had last last Monday. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, I won't go into too much detail because I know some of y'all are squeamish, but my ab muscles were sore mm. from the nausea after that, like, Several days afterwards, just because of how bad it was. I never want to be there again. Yeah. It was rough. I thought, is this the end? Is this is how I de- dehydrate and go? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> it just be what it be, but I'm glad I'm done with it. Migraines are nothing to mess around no. with, though. No, my sister gets them really bad. Ugh. I get them occasionally, but never like that. They don't have a lot of pain. It just makes me... I just can't function. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, what about your sour? You don't have anything to be sour about, right? Well, again, because everything, I haven't been doing it. Everything is like blending together. Yeah. Um, I think a sour, I mean, the pain probably is mm-hmm. a sour right now. It's not constant. It's it's just uncomfortable. The best way I can describe it, someone was asking me on Sunday what my pain was like. And you know, if you fall asleep on your arm or if you sleep a wrong way and you have to move, kind of like the pain that comes with that and it radiates. Yes. It's kind of like that. Like right now, my shoulder is feels fine, but I my elbow is like mm, wants to move, but it can't. No, so. it's gotta stay put. Yeah. So I just have that's kind of the pain. And I had a bad night last night, so that is a sour for sure. 
Okay, nice. what are you learning? Um, I'm learning a new rhythm of work, and I've really been enjoying it. Same, girl, same. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, what that looks like is our ASA is still out, but it'll it's getting fixed. It's getting fixed tomorrow. Which is really exciting. But like And I haven't been here. Yes. And summer classes are over. Yes. So I'm getting into a new rhythm of work and I've really enjoyed doing all my admin work at home in my big comfy chair and then coming to work for class in the afternoon and staying and cleaning and doing like afternoon things like here Do at the studio. Do you think you've been enjoying doing the admin at home because of the AC being out and because I'm not here? I think that is part of it, yeah. but I also know that my office chair sucks. Yes. <laughs> and I will uh, this has made me think that I really need a new one. Yeah. Plus, I get daylight in my office at home. Right, and you have no daylight. I don't have a window in there, so it can feel kind of eh. And it's small. Yeah. Like, you're pretty cramped in your office. Um, and what's also been really nice is that when it when it comes time for me to, like, let out the dogs, I'm already home. Yeah. And, like, I can just do that. So I've really been enjoying that. Yeah, because you don't then have to take time to go, like, leave work, go home. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just driving to work once and then coming back once. Yeah. Which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been learning that new rhythm. And honestly, I feel more productive doing that, which yeah. has kind of shocked me. Um. Because it kind of like forces me when I'm at home, I have to focus on all the admin that I can get done there because that's where I'm doing it. And then when I come to Are the studio. Are you doing it in um, your office? or Yes. Our, okay. Like in our. So you have like a place where you're doing it. Girl, I got three monitors. Look at So like you. I can just move stuff around and look at different things. And, and that's and way better than working just on your laptop. It is very nice. So like, and it's great just because like I can shut the door if I need to. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. I thought I would be very distracted. Yeah. But I, I'm shocked at how well it's Well, gone. yay. Yeah. Good things. Um, I'm learning how to do everything with one hand <laughs> and to let people take care of me. What is the easiest thing you found to do with one hand and the hardest thing you found the to do with one? The hardest thing is right. For sure. Because <laughs> you're right-handed. Yeah. Um, I, we, my dad is here. We were going to Lowe's and we needed to write down things. He said, Hey, can you write that? Can you add that to the list? Uh, I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I said, yes, I can. So I wrote smoke detectors and linseed oil on our <laughs> list. It's actually okay. Mm -hmm. It looks probably like a second or third graders. handwriting. Sure. It's legible though. It's legible. It's so slow. <laughs> like, it takes me forever. And I don't even know how. I'm like, am I holding the pencil right? Is this, It's just none of it feels natural. I've actually been thinking, maybe I want to take some time to build up writing with my right left hand. hand. So I'm like, do I need to get some lettering practice sheets? Uh, we, we do have some But, here. you know, it's, it, it is funny how the shape of my letters looks similar to how it is with my right hand. Like, I think you would still be able to tell it's that you. it's my handwriting. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of That is kind interesting. of interesting. Yeah. But that's the hardest thing. What is the easiest thing you found to do with your other hand? Um, my left hand has always been my dominant, like my stronger side. Oh. So a lot of things I would naturally do with my left hand anyway. I hold my phone with my left hand. I text with my left hand a lot anyway. Oh. Um, so a lot of that hasn't really been. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
Like cool. brushing my teeth has been okay now that I'm used to it. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know that there's like an easiest thing. Like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier to do with my left well, hand. Well, yeah, in comparison to your right. But like, I think everyone would, if they had to switch hands for a day, uh-huh. they would think everything is difficult. Oh, yeah. A lot of it is not that it has to be my left hand. It's that I only have one hand. Ah. So I think even if you were trying to do things with your dominant hand but couldn't use your left hand, that would give you, if you want to see what it's like to be me for a day. <laughs> I was putting on a hat and it's really hard to put a hat on with one hand. I didn't think about that because you usually, like a baseball hat, uh-huh. you hold the back and the front. Uh-huh. Or I like hold my hair, you know, like somehow move my hair. Oh, yeah. Move it with and one and hold yeah. the other. Or even I couldn't put these headphones on with one hand. That's true. I, I held one side. Yeah, I couldn't um, adjust my microphone with one hand because we like hold it with one hand and then tighten, tighten it, it with the other. So that's honestly, that's probably more difficult than I'm not having to write very much with my left hand. So this is very off topic, but it makes me think Bring of my on. kiddos yesterday. We were talking about. Oh, because I have a chapstick that looks about the size of a glue stick and mm-hmm. they were laughing about what if I got them mixed up? Oh, yeah. And I said, well, I've actually taken a day where I don't talk. And they were like, they were all talking about that, about how difficult it would be. And one of them shared a story about a guy who couldn't speak for like 16 years and had to like write on pieces of paper or, you know, they were like, well, what if you had to teach class and you couldn't talk? Um, so but when, did you do that as part of therapy? Was that a therapy exercise? It sounds like it would be. It sounds like a therapy exercise. It was a spiritual exercise because there's like, like I think nine or 12 spiritual practices. It goes in the same category as like fasting Fasting. or meditating, things like that. So did you do it at a time, like on a day when you would normally need to talk? So typically when you do these practices, Uh you tell people that you're doing it beforehand and you try to pick a day where you're not like giving a presentation. So like I was, I was in college, I was going to classes and listening anyways. And like when I went to the cafeteria, I could just like pick up food. That was fine. Yeah. But you tell your friends and your roommates because otherwise they're gonna be like, why aren't you talking to me? And then like having to write things down or whatever. Um, yeah. So I didn't pick a day where I had to like teach or right. something. Well, because it seems like if it was a therapy exercise, you would have to pick a day where you actually are needing to exist in the world. Yes. So, oh, there was one practice that my therapist encouraged me to do. Yeah, when you had to, to carry do. your pillow around. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Where it's like you have to go out there and like that was more about me learning how to take up space in uh-huh. this world. And so it was important that it was uncomfortable and that people noticed. Yeah, because I could see how not being able to talk would be a therapeutic exercise to understand how important your voice is. Like if you can't use it at all. And it's also a good way to be able to like listen to other people Mm -hmm. and also to listen to yourself, your inner thoughts. Um, So if you have an opportunity, if you, if fasting is not your thing, maybe look at some of the other spiritual practices because they, it it can tell you a lot about yourself. So there you go. Okay. We hit it all, didn't we? I think we did it all. How are you? So you going to take a nap after this? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to take me home. Oh, oh yeah. I figured you wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. Your dad's truck is not parked out no, there. He's fine. Uh, at home doing chores. Okay. Yeah. So I figured you would go home for lunch. Yes, you are absolutely and right. So you can just drop me off at the end of the street. What? I'm not <laughs> dropping it. Help us all. If You know, if you don't want to go out of your way to no. drive half the block. That's fine. <laughs>
Good grief. <laughs> okay, well, Madison, it is good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Glad to be back. Glad that we're shifting into something new together. Yeah, well, we'll end this podcast, and then Madison will have to put it all away by herself. It's all right. <laughs> all right, we'll right. see you later. Bye, Bye. y'all. Thank you to my dear, dear friend, Craig Hudson, for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.